This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods and learn the history and the people behind the events that you love across the state? Get to know the real Mississippi. Check out MPB Think Radio's Next Stop Mississippi podcast on all platforms or on the MPB public media app. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hey, Coach Charlie. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. You know why I'm so excited today? Why are you excited? Because Cruising the Coast is next week. It is next week. (laughs) It's going to be a fun time. It is going to be a fun time. And guess where you're going to be? There. I'm going to be there? You're going to be there in person, in the flesh. That is what I'm talking about. (laughs) You'll get to see the real Coach Charlie. Yeah, you will get to see the real Coach Charlie. You will get to ask that man questions directly to his face. That's right. (laughs) And I'll do my best of my ability to be able to answer those questions for you. So we are taking Coach Charlie on the road down to the 27th annual Cruising the Coast festivities. We will be down there um, next Thursday, 10 a.m. for the show. That's going to be the 5th. The 5th of October. I was trying to get that date in my head. That's why I was slowing down on that. But they're going to be, the of course, Cruising the Coast is going to be featuring all your favorite activities like the Cruise In, the headline bands and the oldies entertainment, the swap meets, um, auto auctions and more. But we will be live from Cruising Central. That's at 200 East Boulevard, Beach Boulevard in Gulfport. Let me say that again. That's Cruising Central 200 East Boulevard in Gulfport, Mississippi. We will be live from there. So if you want to come out, meet Coach Charlie. Coach, you ready to meet everybody? I'm ready to meet everybody. <laughs> if you want to come out and meet meet Coach Charlie, meet us out there 10 a.m. next Thursday, and we will be going live. I think from what I hear now, Coach, we're going to be bringing a couple of uh, giveaways. There's going to be some good stuff for people to come and get some MPB swag off of us. So that's if always like a good some, thing. Right? If you'd like some MPB swag, that's going to be there. Um, we're giving away some radios as well while we're down there. There's a couple little things we've got in our bag other than enjoying the cars and talking about cars. That's right. Coach, this is going to be your element. That's right. We're going to be talking about cars. We're going to be looking at cars. And hopefully we get a lot of people up there to just come out and speak with us. Right. Have you ever restored one? I have restored several. Okay. 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 So that's this is your pocket. This is my pocket. Have you ever gone a cruise in the coast? You know, I've never been down there, you know, because I taught school all those times. Right. And just couldn't. It falls in the middle of a semester right. and you just couldn't take off. Yeah. But I'm ready. You're ready to go. I'm, I'm ready. so glad. So you know they say Jay Leno has come before. Uh, he's supposed to be bringing some cars this year. How do you know this? I was talking to some people the other day. You got inside car information right now. Well, don't know how much their information is true, but I okay. just heard he's going to be there. Okay. Well, Jay Leno may or may not be. That's right. <laughs> At Cruise in the Coast, at uh, Cruise Central. <laughs> that is true. But that's going to be pretty awesome. Again, we'll be out there next Thursday, bright and sharp at 10 a.m. So make sure you tune in if you can't make it, but we'd love for everybody to come down and join us at Cruise in the Coast. We'll have a good time. We will have a good time. And we're going to have one today as well because we're talking about the real on recalls. What are they? How, why they're issued? What all goes into it? Why are there so many? 
Well, you know, we give uh, the information on recalls every week, and maybe people really just don't understand what that recall is and why it's there. Yeah, yeah. Recalls are a big thing. Today there was some big news dropped about a recall that we're going to talk about a little bit later. So this is the topic of the day, but we're also asking for your questions and your emails. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org if you've got any other questions outside of recalls as well. But you know I got a definition, Coach. You do. Okay. Recalls can come from an automaker or the federal government through its National Highway Traffic Safety Administration when they've determined a specific vehicle doesn't meet minimum safety standards. Well, that is a good definition, but it's not really just safety standards. We always thought it was for safety, okay. but there's it's for emissions. It's just say if you have a mission problem. Okay. Okay. Well, once again, though, the EPA will recall it because of that, not the National Safety Administration, yeah. but the EPA will call it for emissions. Okay. So you got NHTSA, then you got the EPA. Right. Okay. okay. Now, those are the two people that call recall vehicles besides the manufacturer itself. Okay. Now, once again, when you think about the manufacturer, they're going to make and call recalls voluntarily. Okay. They don't want to be made to make those recalls. They need to do them voluntarily because they can charge them up to $11 million for not in implementing that recall. Oh, they got to do it. Yeah. So if you think about what happened years and years ago when we had the GM ignition switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. The GM ignition switch in 2014, they knew they were bad. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's vehicles was going bad because of that ignition switch. Yeah. Well, they knew they were bad, but they never really did a recall until 2014. Ooh. Then they started doing the recall, and they had to replace millions of, of ignition switches. All of them. Okay. They were forced to replace those ignition switches. And really what it was, it was a safety feature. You drive down the road, and people kept saying, well, you put so many uh keys and things on your keychain and that was causing ignition yeah. switches to go bad because the weight yeah well that might have been part of the cause but yet it was a faulty ignition, ignition switch, switch to itself. begin with yes goodness gracious so these manufacturers can really get in trouble if they don't if issue they these. do not issue if the government has to make them issue the recall then it's done went too far right so that's why you see a lot of these uh manufacturers going ahead and recall subaru had a recall out there that the welding machine the robotic welding machine did not make a good structural weld and then they recalled their vehicles, and they bought the vehicles back. Right. And they had to be destroyed. <laughs> Goodness gracious. They bought the vehicles back from the owners because they did a recall on it. They couldn't fix the vehicles. They had to destroy the vehicles and pay the owners right. for their vehicles. Right, 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 right. And that was Subaru. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then we talk about all these vehicles that uh, catch on fire. They say, hey, don't don't drive them because they're catching on fire or don't park them in the garage. Right. You know, all these are recalls that we see out there every day. Right. So let's go back in the day. Look, like I'm super old, but let's go. <laughs> let's go back in the day before the recalls when the bench seats were still in the back seat. What? 
Why were there never recalls then? What is this? When did it just become this big deal? They were really still recalls out there, but they was really stuck into the manufacturer. And, you know, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration hadn't dropped them like that. Really yet. dropped them like that. But it was really the manufacturer and it was really for safety things at that time. But you understand we didn't have we weren't required to wear seatbelts. Right. There was no airbags. There was no emissions, all this emission stuff. So all that stuff wasn't out there. And now today, you got all the technology, all the different data that's in those cars that the administration and all the different uh, people are looking at and the manufacturers are analyzing. Right. Now they can change quickly. Right, right, right. And social media was not out there. So, yeah. Now we hear it all the time. And I get the the postcards in the mail. That's right. It's just they come 90 to nothing. Um, But, yeah, so... If you think that your car is unsafe, can you go to the NHTSA? You can. You can go to that website. You can go to the EPA website to put in your VIN number and possibly find it or the manufacturer's right. That is what's so important about that VIN number. That's that 17-digit VIN number. It, the one you really don't want to use, the one on the door if your vehicle has been uh, in an accident. Right. Because you, know, you never know if they change the door. Always use the VIN number that is right outside the uh, windshield on the left side, driver's side. You can see that 17-digit digit. Go in there and put that in uh, National Highway Traffic Associate uh, and then put that in there and it will show you all of the recalls not just for your vehicle but you can just search recalls in the last 15 years. Right. Right. Really from 1980 until now you can check search all the recalls. Search recalls. Okay. Well that's good. They did go back in they the day. They did go back in the day. <laughs> They're trying to help some. Well, you got to talk. Well, if you think about the Takata airbags, millions of vehicles. Yeah. yeah. It went in all types of vehicles. And so you had millions of vehicles, but it went way back. It was. It just didn't start yesterday with the Takata airbags. Right. When they started making airbags. That's when they started. That's when it started. Oof. Ooh, we And Takata was at the forefront. Right. Of it. Goodness gracious. So here's some car recall quick facts. Any defect affecting a vehicle safety can trigger a recall. A car manufacturer must notify owners, like like Coach was saying, of vehicles affected by a recall within 60 days of notifying the NHTSA. Car manufacturers must fix defects from recalls for free. If the vehicle is less than 16 years old, that's for free. And unless the recall notice includes a do not drive order, you can probably continue to drive a recalled car when necessary. Yeah. You know, you just talked about that 15 year time limit. Yeah. You had 15 years to get the car fixed free, but the manufacturer has the opportunity to go ahead to fix that vehicle after 15 years as well. Okay. They don't have to, but most of them do if it's a safety uh, feature. Okay. Okay. Now, I want to go ahead. We'll we'll just discuss this because I've got other recalls. We're, it's a recall day. It is. But let's talk about the big recall that dropped today. Hyundai and Kia are recalling nearly 3.4 million vehicles due to fire risk and urge owners to park outdoors. That sounds like a do not drive order yes. to me. Um, but yeah, they're doing that because of the risk of engine compartment fire. 
So this covers multiple car and SUV models from the 2010 through the 2019 model years, including Hyundai Santa Fe SUV and Kia Sorento SUV. Um, Documents posted yesterday by the U.S. safety regulators say that the anti-lock brake control module can leak fluid and cause an electrical short, which can touch off a fire while the vehicles are parked or being driven. And the automakers, again, are advising those owners to park outdoors and away from structures until repairs are done. 3.3 million vehicles. 0.4. million. So what they're doing on there and the fluid they're talking about, brake fluid could, be, could leak out of the ABS module yeah. and leak onto the wiring down there. Right. And that is what's going to short it out is that the liquid itself would short it out against the two wires but you know there's a lot to be involved in order to make that happen you know but if they find any type of defect that could interfere with human life affect human life they're going to make these recalls mm. and even like I say you park outside now I'm going to tell you Kia and Hyundai are the same vehicles they're made in South Korea that's their yeah. vehicles okay. okay they're from South Korea that's the parent company and you'll see Kia's, and for some reason, Kia and Hyundai have had more recalls recently than I've seen in a long time. Not as many as Tesla. Not as many as <laughs> Tesla. Tesla is the biggest <laughs> recall brand in America. Oh, we're going to get into some more of this. If you've got a question, you can send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're getting the real on recalls. Is your car under recall? The R word is going to be our new word That's today. right. I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Well, here are some recent recalls. Here they come. They're coming back. Hyundai and Kia. (laughs) They are well known. This is not the one I just read. This is another one. That's right. (laughs) It's recall day, everybody. Well, Hyundai and Kia are recalling. um, um, Oh, no, this is that one. The three million. Yep, this is that. But (laughs) The next one is going to be a different one, but the same. Same it's, company. It's, it's same company. Oh, coach, you hit the nail on the head before we went to uh, break. But yeah, so the three million combined. Uh, so the vehicles included, I, I named two of them. There's more. Um, affected Hyundai vehicles for the risk of fire include the 2012 to 2015 Accent and Azura. I'm probably pronouncing these all wrong. The 2011 to 2015 Elantra Genesis Coupe Sonata Hybrid. If I call these out right now, I am I am so deathly terrified. I just want everybody to stop driving <laughs> at this moment. Well, you, want but. To, you want to think about the Genesis <laughs> is the luxury line of Kia. It's the luxury line of Kia. Okay. Right. Okay. So, oh, right. So, again, the 2011-2015 Elantra Genesis Coupe Sonata Hybrid. The 2013-2015 Elantra Coupe and Santa Fe. The 2014-2015 Equus? Is it Equus? I think it's Equus. Equus. The 2013 Santa Fe Sport, the 2010 to 2013 Tucson, the 2015 Tucson Fuel Cell, the 2012 to the 2015 Veloster. Those were so cute. They really were. I hate that they got the recall. They were so adorable. They had that big window in the back. Right. Um, The 2010 to 2012 Veracruz. 
So that's the affected Hyundai vehicles. But like Coach said, Hyundai and Kia are sisters. And the affected Kia vehicles include 2014 to 2016 cadenzas, the 2010 to 2013 Forte, Forte Coupe, and the Sportage, the 2015 to 2018 K900s, the 2011 to 2015 Optimas, the 2011 to 2013 Optima Hybrid, and the Soul. I'm going to say that again for the soul, because I know a lot of souls are out there. 2011, (laughs) (laughs) I have seen a lot of them. The 2011 to 2013 soul. That's the Kia soul in that one. You know what remind me of the soul was the little uh, gerbils or gerbils out there dancing. Yeah, it was the little hamsters. (laughs) Hamsters, My mom wanted me to get that car because she was like, look at how cute. No, you're looking at the hamsters, not 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 the the car. The car was just a box. It was kind of boxy, but I did at one time like boxy. Okay, side note, before we get into the rest of these, um, I like the cube. Right. The cube, well, I thought that was, and she hated that one. I was like, okay, but she liked the Kia Soul with the hamsters. Put a hamster Put in a the hamster cube in then. It. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the 2012 to 2017 Kia Rios, the 2010 to 2011 Kia Rondos, and the 2011 to 2014 Sorrentos. Again, the vehicles um, could have an engine compartment fire that may occur near the hydraulic electronic control unit while driving or parked due to a short circuit resulting from excessive current and the cause of the short circuit however is still unknown at this time both of those automakers are advising again owners to park their vehicles outside and away from structures until that repair can be completed Um, Hyundai dealers will replace the ABS fuse and Kia dealers will replace the HECU fuse as necessary for free Owner notification letters will be sent out November 21st, but you need to know now, um, for Hyundai and November 14th for Kia. But those with further questions in the meantime can call Hyundai. Um, I'm going to give that number out right now. one 371 9460 And then Kia at 1-800-333-4542. And if the fuse keeps blowing and they said they're going to replace the fuse on those vehicles, hey, you don't want to spend two hours at the dealer to get a fuse replaced. Find out where the fuse is. Replace it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm coach. Before they roll off the line, don't they usually test these out? I guess you can't test them all. Well, that's another thing. Recalls are prompted by factory workers, suppliers. Uh-huh. Uh, it could be. Any of those uh, warranty uh, complaints, those are how recalls get uh, activated. Okay. Because say if a factory worker sees something that just don't look good. Yeah. Or maybe a supplier says, well, all these parts here were defective. You know, that's what that VIN number is for. Understand that VIN number tells you everything about that car, where it was made, when Mm -hmm. it was made, if it was American, if it was assembled in America, if assembled in Japan, what parts, Mm -hmm. models, makes, everything about that vehicle, that 17 digit tells you. So when they're doing a recall, they can pin it down to the very last make and And model. model. Mm. And where the plant, where it was made at the plant. Yeah. You know, just like when we had the recall on all the Firestone tires. Well, the Firestone tire has a DLT number on it. Well, Mm -hmm. every one of these uh, tires on vehicles have a DLT number on it. They can tell you if that tire, where it was made, what time it was made, and who made it. 
Mm. Almost. Okay. You know, okay. so any type when you have a recall, it is encompasses a lot of things in order to get that recall started. Right. You know, because, you know, manufacturers, like you say, with the ignition switch, they just didn't want to replace all those ignition switches <laughs> right. because that was billions of dollars. <laughs> that was a lot of money. Right. Right. And same thing with the fuse on these uh, Hondas and I mean, these Hondas and Kias. It yeah. doesn't cost much to replace a fuse. Yeah. But it costs the consumer hours because if you're going in there you got to make an appointment mm-hmm. you got to wait for two hours for mm-hmm. them to get to it i don't know how you knew it was two hours but yeah you know, to get to it yeah i was saying you go a couple hours to get to it now yeah. you don't spend half your day to replace a 59 cent fuse hey find out where the fuse is if it goes bad replace it yourself until they have the final re- uh, fix on it okay okay and document it now you can get paid back for some of these recalls okay say if you had the recall fixed before they came out with the recall. You oh, and get, you paid your money for it. And you paid your money for it. You can be reimbursed. Say, Just mm. say if a fuel pump went bad mm. and they had a recall on that fuel pump and you had it fixed, well, you got within 10 or 15 days after they do that recall to have the receipt, have it turned in. And they'll pay you back for this it. This sounds like unclaimed assets right that's here. That's right. Unclaimed assets. <laughs> so they, and that's what I say. You, so recalls aren't just for the people who have them right now. You, you could have already fixed this and you can get your money back. You could have already fixed it and you can be reimbursed mm, from the manufacturer. Coach, you, you give out gems. So not all from the, the time. dealer, but the manufacturer. Okay. Okay. And those are the ones that are going to re, uh, refund your money, reimburse you. Okay, but you got to know, you got to have the receipt, you got to have it documented and everything mm-hmm. with the Now, every recall has a number on it. When you got that letter, you said you got one not too long ago. Yeah. That letter has numbers on it. Well, okay, so let me go back. You just said that and I didn't know that that was a thing. So, if you have the Hyundai recall, the recall number is 251. That's right. And if you have the Kia recall, the recall number is SC284. Every recall has its own number. Okay. Okay, and like I say, we've had about 20 to 30,000 recalls since 1980. Right. That's a lot of recalls. Yeah. Ford's had 64 in 2022 on their F-150, 64 recalls. Mm, mm, the latest mm. one was a boat that is loose in the transmission or missing. Yeah. Okay. Now, one boat being missing, well, how did they find that? Well, how they found that was either somebody had a complaint, either it was messing up the transmission, there was too many warranty uh, recalls on it where they had to do all the warranty work on it. Right. That's how they log everything. So that's why I'm saying everything's logged. What goes on those vehicles? Okay. And, you know, you prepped me for this, but software recall fixes. This is the next one I'm going to get into, and then we're going to talk about it. So Kia, again, is recalling 84,000 Sorento SUVs for backup cameras. And these include model year 2019 Sorentos. Again, the issue, like my Mazda, um, the rear view backup image may not display due to water intrusion in the rear of the camera because of an error in manufacturing. And that could possibly increase the risk of a crash. They are, though, um, inspecting the rear view camera and adding waterproofing to the camera harness, as well as replacing the camera if necessary for free. They'll be sending notification letters out November. 13th. Um, but that has a recall number, SC282. You know, you just talked about software recalls. A lot of these vehicles can be, the recall can be fixed without taking the vehicle into the dealer. Right. 
they what happens is that the manufacturer just say if you were updating your phone, you know they tell you to cut it off. They give you all this information how to update your phone. Yeah. Well, guess what? Vehicles are the same way. Of course. If it has software in it, they can reboot it. They can reset that mm-hmm. software without doing mm-hmm. anything. You just go along with what the prompts are, you know, and it will update. It'll get that. Software recall fix. Software <laughs> and the manufacturer, Mercedes, Tesla, Ford, they all have those fixes. Okay. But if it's a hard fix where it's mechanical, it has to go to the dealer. Now, that's another thing. You cannot take it to an independent shop or a big box store for a recall. It has to be fixed by the manufacturer, the dealer. Oh, the dealer. Okay. Itself. Okay. 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 So it has to be fixed by them unless you had it fixed before they had the recall. Right. Okay. Then that's when you had to have the documentation. And get all that in. All right, right, y'all. It's recall day, and we love it. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls, and inputting your VIN number, or you can find their Safer Car app. Today, we're got work. Today, I'm going to get it out. That's what I'm going to do, Coach. I'm going to get it out today. you got to recall it. <laughs> i got to recall <laughs> my words. We're talking about the real on recalls, and we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? People are supposedly now falling for this obvious pump switching scam. They're always trying to scam us, Coach. They're always trying to scam us. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor from Clinton High School's automotive tech program, is our expert host. I'm Jermaine Flood. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy and we thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Terry, I see you on the line calling from Liberty. Give us one second. Right after the news, people are supposedly falling for this obvious pump switching scam, Coach. Um, It almost makes you wonder who is this working on and why the scammers are even bothering, they say. (laughs) That's what, That's right. <laughs> so here's the story. As if drivers didn't have enough to worry about, here comes something else. Um, drivers are being warned about a new gas station scam out of Pennsylvania, which, you know, once you get one state, they get the copy states, um, called pump switching. And uh, it sounds like it has to do all with switching a pump, I guess. <laughs> but it, the scam works like this. You're at a gas station pumping gas. Suddenly, someone walks up to you demanding that you let that you let them help you pump your gas. That's a lot of help. Um, The suspects are aggressive to the point that police say they refuse people who turn them down for help. Eventually, it'll get to the point where they'll take control of the gas pump to help you. One woman, um, it happened to, described it as the suspect taking the pump out of her hand as she was putting it back in. And when the person leaves, the suspect fails to put the pump back to the finish, um, to finish the transaction. 
So once the thief has the pump after that, they'll use the original person's still active transaction to pump gas for other drivers who pull into the station in exchange for cash. They just stand there. It's all a little blatant, but it has happened, and police are now giving people tips on how to keep themselves safe, like making sure they put the put the pump back and hitting in transaction. And some v- victims that have been targeted don't know anything has happened for days or for weeks at a time because of <clears throat> excuse me, how long it takes for the transaction to process, but you should do as much as you can to protect yourself at the gas at the gas sta- gas station by watching your back um and make sure you don't accept I don't accept help from anybody. Well, just tell them this is not a full service uh-uh. gas station. I went to a self-serve, don't take care don't let nobody else just get involved in uh-uh. your gas transaction. Uh-uh. <laughs> Last time I saw a self-serve was when I was little, and it was in Vicksburg. I haven't seen a self-serve anywhere. A full service. Right. I mean, a full, full, that's it, full right. service. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those since I was a little kid. You know, but, you know, up north they have them a lot, though. Yeah, but, you know, if somebody's trying to help you, somebody's trying to scam, unless it's an older woman or an older gentleman that somebody is trying to help. Yeah. But as somebody just coming up to you and saying, hey— let me help you pump your gas. Well, buddy, I don't need you to help me pump my gas. No, I, I, I've been doing it <laughs> la- the, this whole week. I've, like, I've done it this whole week myself. It's not a big. It's not a biggie. Thanks. It's not a big thing. Thanks but anyway. No thanks. No. Right. And then with, well, I'm just gonna say COVID. No, you can't touch my pump. Right. Because I don't want to get sick. I'm just gonna tell them anything. Um, but yeah, everybody, be safe on that. I'll have a link um to this story in our show's podcast description. But I also made a note too. I saw one the other day where they're switching. You remember when they used to switch the the card reader out and they were telling you, oh, it could be a fake card reader. Now they're switching the keys, the numbers. They're not really switching, right? They're putting dupe numbers right on top the best thing to do if you're going to do gas go in there and pay for it at the register yourself just go in there and pay for it at the register with your card or your cash at the register come out and pump your gas then you ain't got to worry about it yeah because they're getting slick they've got a new keypad and everything okay let's go to the phone lines terry you are on the line with coach charlie he has passenger light issues coach what you got terry uh i'm gonna um 2014 Chevrolet Impala LTZ, and it has 168,831 miles on it, but that's still not any reason for all of a sudden my seatbelt warning light for the passenger front uh, will come on. And I thought once uh, maybe I have a a pen laying there or a tablet or a book, but sometimes it comes on when there's nothing laying there. It'll just come on and warn me periodically as I'm driving. So I said, well, you know what? I can just fasten the seatbelt. So my question is, if it does not interfere with my airbags, then can I just get someone to find that sensor and unplug that sensor, and that way I don't have to keep plugging that seatbelt up and unplugging it, and um, and it'll be fine. Well, really, what the deal is is that the sensor in the where you're plugging it up at, where you're uh, putting the seatbelt together there's a sensor in that where it snaps that is what is wrong with the vehicle okay that sensor because as soon as you plug it up it quits okay now right right they could unplug that but most likely your abs i mean not your abs your uh, airbag light may come on uh, because the vehicle is reading that you don't have an airbag there there's no connection so that light may come on and stay on oh okay 
So that would be the only thing so, you'd have to look at, see if that light comes on and stays on due to you unplugged it. Now it says when the computer comes on, it reads all the airbags and all. It says, ha ha, there's not one here. Then it, the light may come on and stay on. Okay. So am I talking about then actually um, 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 uh, a high, high expense item getting it replaced at a dealer? No, not really. You could, uh, what year did you say it was, a 2014? Yeah, you could go to a salvage yard, and you can find one of those seatbelt uh, and put it in there. It don't take much, and you can get one of those $15, 20 out of a uh, salvage yard. Oh, really? Yeah, if you got a dealer to do it, it's probably going to cost you a couple hundred or more, because what they're going to do, they're going to replace that whole seatbelt uh, from the where it goes Across your body to the main one that goes on the frame, they're going to replace that whole thing, and it may cost you two or three hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So all I need to do then is uh, just unbolt it from the left side of the of the seat, yeah, and just replace. Just replace that if you can. Like I say, you can just look and see where the wire is because it has a wire going to it, and that's what you're going to replace. Just replace that one thing because it has a connector on the inside, a switch, knowing that you're plugging that seatbelt up. Mm. Okay, okay, great, great, great. Because I do want to keep the car, like, forever. So. Hey, just keep it really forever. Just, like I say, if you don't want it to fix it, just keep it plugged up, uh, snapped up, and it's like somebody's there, and you can keep on going. Okay, okay, great. Thank you so very, very, very much. Y'all have a great day. Thank you too, Terry. Thank you. Coach, you are like a little wizard. You just know all the little inner workings and everything. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think I need to know more. You're a little car wizard, Coach. Well, thank you. You're a car wizard. While we're, we we see everybody calling in, so while we're getting everybody loaded up and on the line, um, right now, though, Coach, I wanted to get into some more recall talk. So recall on used cars. When you're going out there to purchase it, well, are that's they going to tell you? Well, not everybody's going to tell you it has a recall because maybe everybody doesn't know unless they check that VIN number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get the VIN number. I would check the uh, National Highway uh, Traffic Association. Check them, NASTA. Make sure that you know if that car has a recall because the thing is, is you're going to be informed and it gives you a way to make a better decision if you really want to buy that vehicle. Okay. Now, I'm not telling people not to buy Hondas or Kias, but you see there's a lot of recalls. Maybe you want to buy a new one, maybe you want to buy a used one, but you know now you know what vehicles have some of the most recalls on them. Okay. Now, a lot of vehicles out there, like somebody told me earlier, that Ford's been making cars for years and years. Tesla's been making cars for 20 years. Well, I'm sorry. Tesla has more recalls than any other brand in America. Are you sorry, Coach? Well, not really. <laughs> but that's just what happens, you know. Uh, it's just that when you start thinking about he, he the, cares. really the type of vehicle that you're driving, you'll have better a decision on especially yeah. these used cars because yeah. these used cars you know it goes three owners three or four owners the manufacturer tries to find you yeah and if they can't find you then you don't know if that car has been in a recall yeah you know so they're going to try their best but if you moved 15 times and you done sold the car 10 times mm-hmm. well that car may going to be on somebody's lot with a recall and you don't know you it. don't know and it could be one of those that hey please do not park in the garage because you're going to catch your house on fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> just park it down the street take at somebody it, else's house <laughs> take, it, take it to the Kroger parking lot that's right <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to go to the phone lines. We've got Donna on the line in Iuka. She has a Mass Airflow 1999 GMC issue. Donna, you're on with Coach Charlie. Um, hi. Um, I didn't get a recall on this or nothing, uh, but here's the deal. Uh, I had a canceled trip for Labor Day weekend. But what it is is uh, in April of last year, my engine light come on. So I go into uh, the auto zone, and they plug that in and find out what's wrong, and it came back mass airflow sensor. So uh, since it was going on and off for a year, I just didn't do nothing about it. But uh, since I had that trip coming up Labor Day weekend, about 700 miles, I was wanting to get it replaced. So uh, it had um, parts put in at two different uh, uh, chain uh, oil change places. I won't mention the name of that. But still that lock come on, and then it would run badly and... Um, I just want to know what you think about it, because I didn't go back. Uh, uh, I haven't had it back to the oil change place a third time because they didn't fix it. So what do you think, host? Okay, when you think about the mass airflow sensor, it sits right there in your air box where the air comes in the vehicle. Now, you just said you took it to the auto parts store. They put a scan tool on it, and they told you what was wrong with it. Well, that does not always happen. What that scan tool does is called a code reader, and all it does, it tells you what it could be. There are other symptoms of that vehicle. So what I would do is take somebody who has a scan tool, let them see if there's any other codes in it, because that code, they did they clear the code out the first time when they replaced it? I believe so, because I was driving uh, home from Corinth, and it came back on right away first time, but the second time... It was maybe a day or so later it come back on. Okay, so what's going to happen there? A new code or whatever code came up. They need to check the wires of that mass airflow sensor, make sure that we don't have a leak around that airbox or anywhere else. Because what happens, if it's saying that mass airflow sensor is bad, it could just be a wire right there because some will have two wires, some will have three wires. That's a Hall's effect type of sensor. So just let them put it back on the scan tool, see what type of code is in it now, and let them find the, the root of what is caused. And I always do this way. I don't go in there and let anybody tell me really what is wrong with the vehicle because when they do that, the technician automatically says, aha, this is what I got to do. But that's really not what you got to do. You need to get it diagnosed and make sure that is what is wrong with it. Well, I appreciate this help, sir. I done wrote it down, so I can uh, refer to that when I go back in to try to get it fixed. Okay. Thank you so very much Thank for calling. Thank you very much. Thank you, Donna. Day. You called from the best yeah. place ever in Mississippi. Iuka is so beautiful. That. Such a beautiful place. I love traveling Mississippi. It just gems everywhere. We're going to stay on the phone lines before we head into break. We're going to go with James in Livingston. He's got a horn issue. James, you're on with Coach Charlie. Yes, I uh, sometimes when I'm driving my car. Good, good morning, how you all? Yeah, doing, doing great. Doing good, doing good. Um, <laughs> when I'm driving my car, sometimes the horn will stop working, and the turn signal will stop working just for the right side. And I can come to a stop, and if I turn the ignition off and turn it back on, everything starts back working. And I was just wondering, could that be like a computer issue, or what could that possibly be? Because as soon as I turn the car off and turn it back on, the horn will start working, and the signal will start working, and my message, my message warning light will go away that, that, that those problems exist. Okay, what year is this? It's a 2005 C230 Mercedes. 
okay, own all these vehicles anymore. If you if the left turn signal quit working and the horn quit working, all of that is in the steering wheel. Okay. Oh. All that's all that uh, information is in that steering wheel. You probably have where you can take and reset message centers and all in that steering wheel, right? Wrong. Okay, so all that all that's in that steering wheel, it could be something loose in that steering wheel, and when you turn the steering wheel, it goes off. Okay. Okay. And then when you stop the vehicle and you crank the vehicle back up, you're getting power back to it. But when you turn it again, it may go off again, according because you say it's only on one side of the turn signal. Right. Yeah. So right. that that just makes it that it sounds like maybe a wire is rubbing, and the horn itself, okay. uh, it, those wires go right through that steering column and all. So I would check that wiring okay. through there. Okay. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, James. We appreciate you. We're discussing and getting the real on recalls and taking your repair questions. You can send an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up and Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The Toyota Prius has long been respected for its fuel economy and practicality, but it's not been especially beautiful until 2023. I love the brand new model. The outside, you can still tell it's a Prius, it still has a slanted nose and the high back rear hatch, but it's just a lot sexier. It sits down to the ground, it's wider, it's lower, has a little bit of a Lamborghini look to it, but just really pretty. Inside, super modern car. Big giant flat screen in the center. You've got flat screen instruments that kind of have a heads up display effect under the windshield. This one has JBL audio, heated and ventilated front seats, a heated steering wheel, heated rear seats, and all the crash avoidance systems. But it's also still efficient like a Prius. This one gets 52 miles per gallon in the city, 52 on the highway, and it's still pretty quick. 194 horsepower, does 0 to 60 in 7.2 seconds. So how much is this car going to cost you? Well, the Prius starts about $27,500. This one all in, $38,019. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned now after the show at 11 a.m. It's Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod and who, Coach? My wife, Betsy Harrington, Dr. Ooh, Betsy Harrington. Coach's wife is coming, and she's going to be on the show. I'm Jermaine Flood, and our expert is Coach Charlie Melton. It's time for Coach Charlie's Coach's Tip of the Week. That's what we're going to say. You know, I was thinking about there's three things I do not like to get in the mail. Okay. That is from the IRS. <laughs> that is from the uh, tax office, knowing i got to pay more taxes, and a recall. <laughs> I take care of them all at one time. Please make sure that if you get one of these recalls, you take care of it. Don't just stick it in a thing of envelope, a stack of papers, and put them on the side. Take care of it. Okay. Make sure you do that. We're going to hit our phones one last time, and we've got maybe a minute left. She's got front-end issues on our Toyota 2001, and you're on with Coach Charlie. I'm here. Okay. What you, we got about a minute left. What's your What's your question? I drive a 2001 Toyota Sequoia. And I have some front-end issues. I can be driving, and all of a sudden it seems like my front of the vehicle slips. You're like you walk in and you slip on a wet spot on the floor, and your foot sort of slides to the right. That's what my truck does. Oh, it's like it's losing traction. Right. 
Okay, so the only way you can lose traction on there is, you know, it has two axles in the front. Just make sure one of those axles are not bad because it's, it goes from the transmission to the wheel. And I don't know if the RPMs go up or not, but that's usually what happens. That It's just not got traction there because something's wrong with not the front end, but maybe the transmission. So it could be an axle issue. It could be an axle issue or something like that. If it's like it's slipping and not going, yes. And did that help? No, no. It slide. It, my whole vehicle slides to the side, like. Oh, your whole vehicle slides. Well, the only way that your yeah, whole like vehicle—it's like the front tire slides or slip, like it hit a wet spot or something. Ah, okay. Not uh, not that the vehicle don't uh, slide to the vehicle itself. So what I would do, I would go ahead and check that front end on there and just have somebody put it on the rack and let them look at that front end to make sure that uh, there is no I've loose parts. Ball, I've had ball joints fixed and finished. They're supposed to been put a new rack and pinion on there, and it still ha- I'm still having issues. And I keep have, having to have front end alignments, and it doesn't stay in a line. Well, it sounds like maybe you checked the cradle or something. Nice having you. <laughs> uh, and if you need to, make sure you send him an email, auto at mpbonline.org. That'll wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our show engineer, Abram Nanny. Call screeners are Henry and Christopher from Jackson State. For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Jermaine Flood. Come cruise and talk cars with us next week. Cruising the Coast, October the 5th, right at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect. Thanks for listening on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.